The Southern Middle Tennessee Prep Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoyt with United Country Realty, the law office of David A. Bates, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, Patio West, Coastal and Comfort Eats, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. Specializing in orthopedic injuries, their OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit them online at mtbj.net. Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yao. Good morning and welcome into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. I am Chris Yao, and I am joined by Mo Patton. And if you are watching us on Facebook, then you see that it's just us because I'm in the captain's chair today. Get a chance to. Run the whole show. So <laughs> reminds me of that. I'm sorry. Were you talking? Uh, yeah, I was. I was <laughs> into I a dead the, mic. Apparently, I got the mic button. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> reminds me of that GIF or GIF. Look at me. <laughs> I'm the captain now. <laughs> oh man, it is certainly uh, a Monday morning, and I am not mad about it. Uh, <clears throat> it's um, short week for some of us. Me. Mm. Uh, so there's that. Mm. Oh, man. But, yeah, so Mike is going to be out for the next couple of days. He's uh, dealing with the effects of his COVID shot number two. Uh, well, I don't think he's actually had the effects yet. He's, I don't think he's had the shot yet. He's assuming effects following the shot whenever mm-hmm. that takes place. Um, so there you go. But – if you are listening on 101.7 FM, WKOM, we appreciate you guys tuning in. If you're on Facebook, make sure to let us know that you are there, and we will, we'd will we love to interact with you this morning. Just drop by and say hello. Got a lot to talk about today. Uh, tons of stuff going on in the, the world of sports. Um, <laughs> Somebody's just, already checked in, huh? I no, I just, oh. I just, I just read your segment five uh, recap of. The, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll certainly talk. About show me the lot. Um, but yeah, big show. Got a lot of great stuff to talk about. The Raptor Classic was o- o- over. Well, would have been over the weekend, but it ended up being just Friday. Uh, Couple softball games over at Zion on Saturday and everything else. So plenty to talk about in high school sports. We'll also talk about speaking of Zion Christian. Uh, we'll talk to Jason Kaiser in the next segment to discuss uh, Jaron's injury. His his son who was uh, injured in that 
violent collision uh, and during that Glencliff game. So there is that. Uh, we will get to that in the first hour. In the second hour, we talked to Chip Walters, as always. We'll talk about the Braves and how that review last night was trash can juice. And Tennessee State. So a lot of rumors flying around. Um, we'll talk about that, and we'll get into it a little bit later. Uh, so all of that coming up on the show. Really excited to bring you, uh, bring you all of that. But since it's Monday, what's going on? How, how was your weekend, Mo? It was quieter than I expected because I was expecting to be back out at Fly Park on Friday for the Raptor Classic. Yeah, and it's unfortunate that we weren't able to get out there. It was, um, but Friday was fun. Yeah, yeah, that was that was good stuff. That was a a lot of good ball out there. If you get a chance to go to a softball tournament out at Fly Park, you should six fields. Yeah, but you get there early because if you have to park, plan to walk. (laughs) Yeah, get there early or make sure you got your walking shoes on. Mm -hmm. That's all I can tell you. Uh, I was not ready. Um, and, and nobody leaves. So like, no, no. Once, once you're there, you're, you're there. there. And so you, you're you're pretty much got to deal with it. Um, so yeah, there's that. But other than that, would you? So you got a chance to kind of relax and not do, not have to worry about getting out on Saturday and Sunday. So mm-hmm. what'd you do instead? Threw some steaks on the grill. Mm, that sounds good. Yeah. What kind of steak? Ribeyes. Oh yeah. It's the only yeah. thing. Uh, it's not true. It, <laughs> it's the only thing I grew. I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. I, I, I like a New York strip, personally, because uh, I like to be able to to get that fat side down mm-hmm. on the on the griddle or the pan or whatever. But I guess if you're grilling, it doesn't really matter because you're not going to get that fat side down. But I, right. typically, I'm I'm in a a pan or something mm. or I'm on my electric George Foreman since I'm not allowed to have an open flame in my backyard. <laughs> talk about uh, trash. You, you didn't, you didn't read the, the small print, did you? Oh, I read it. I was very upset when I read it and talked to the lady. I was like, well, I guess it is what it is. What are you going to do? Well, what are you going to do? I mean, I just went, you know, we had that electric George Foreman which stands up on a grill stand. So it gives me the the feel without the without the open, open flame. flame. Yeah. It doesn't give me the taste that an open flame does. Not even not even using liquid smoke. Mm, yeah, yeah. Well. Um it's very unfortunate. I didn't get to marinade mine like I wanted to because I got lazy on Saturday night, basically. Because I had all the stuff, I just didn't do it. But Man. Yeah. Marinating was something that I kind of caught on to last summer during the shutdown. When yeah. We were spending so much time at home, you know. Doing nothing. Yeah, a lot of, lot of time to research recipes and that kind of thing. So, it's kind of cool. Well, I mean, I will tell you that I learned recently how to brine chicken. And that has made a world of difference, mm. especially with the grilling. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you can, when you grill something, you can really dry it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the brine has been phenomenal. 
It's been a friend, huh? It has. It has. <laughs> I, I didn't realize how important that was. Uh, so anyway, I was at weddings all weekend. Had to travel all the way to Whitwell. Then I came back and went to Pleasant View. You ever been to Pleasant View? Nice place up there. I've probably been through Pleasant View. I've not been to Pleasant View. Yeah, if you blink, you miss it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's tiny, but nice little spot. Got a chance to go up there and not really a wedding. It was more of a vow renewal. They've been together 22 years. Definitely not a wedding. So <laughs> there's that. Uh, they got married after four years. Uh, I'm sorry, four months of dating. Yeah, they dated for four months, got married, been together 22 years. Wow. Well, there you go. I mean, when you know, you know, eh? I guess. <laughs> I guess. It is what it is. Oh, man. Um, Man, this weekend was kind of crazy if you're a sports fan, right? There's a lot going I on. I mean, the Masters, mm-hmm. you had... Martinsville that ended up being Sunday afternoon mm-hmm. NASCAR. You had WrestleMania, a two night event. What the crap? Um, <laughs> who thought that was a good idea? Uh, had some friends down there for that event. Uh, and what else was? And then I mean, of course, obviously you had baseball and that stuff. But mm-hmm. it was a really big weekend for sports. There was so. a lot going on. I mean, if if you wanted to check something out, you had opportunities. No, no doubt. No doubt. Did you watch any of the Masters? I did not. So I watched from about 9 o'clock to about 11.30 on Sunday, mm-hmm. uh, which means I saw the people who weren't at all in contention, <laughs> which is what it is, you know. Uh, but, man, just I could just watch Bryson DeChambeau hit <laughs> off the tee just constantly. <laughs> That dude is just insane. No, um, we had Virgil Herring on with us on Wednesday to kind of get us up to speed on the Masters. And the winner's name, Hideki Matsuyama, never came up. No, so no. I'm I'm feeling a little a little disappointed in Virgil for not. He did not say John Rom, who finished what fourth. I believe so. And Let's he also see. mentioned that Jordan Spieth could be there, oh. and he was third. Um, Rom was fifth. Fifth. Because Spieth was tied for third. Gotcha. Yeah. So. Um, and the the guy who finished second, the Zalatoris. Yes, I can say his name. Zalatoris. He was the only one who finished under par all four days. It just so happened that Matsuyama had such a great what was it, third round, mm-hmm. that nobody was going to catch, catch him. him. And so I'm on I'm on Facebook last night, scrolling through Facebook as I want to do, trying to recover from that review. <laughs> and someone whose name I'll not mention went on a rant because in Matsuyama's press conference he used an interpreter rather oh, than okay. speaking English Whew. because he's been on tour 10 years now and he should be able to speak English 
How long? Ten. I mean, it's, English it, is the hardest he, language. He should but, show respect for the people who give him his career. Oh, dear. Okay, it's the Pro Golfers Association, not the American Pro Golfers Association, so there's that. Um, but whatever. I mean, that's that's the dumbest thing I've heard today. You know, there's all sorts of reasons that there was a whole non-English speaking individuals might choose not to speak English in such a public forum as that. Yeah, I mean, they may not know you know certain words, or or they might struggle, and that's understandable. They might struggle and. You know, say That's, something that they don't intend to say or right. or or mispronounce or something like that to which they would open themselves up for insult and that type thing for that. Sure. Well, I mean, there was that whole ordeal about Yao Ming when he came into the league and they were worried about the, quote, language barrier. And that's one of my favorite Shaq stories is when Yao said something to him and Shaq was like, you speak English? He was like, yeah, man, you just never talked to me for like the last 10 years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't know you spoke English. No. Oh, man. Um, real it, quick. Uh, you, no, I, I just I just thought that that, that was concept ridiculous? needed to be out there just for its ridiculousness, yeah, because I'm sure that the person that voice, voiced it on, you know, that I saw on Facebook, I'm sure he wasn't the only one that felt that way. And it's ridiculous. John Bainham Jr. says, what's up, Mo? What's up, John? He asks if Blue Raider football is coming back this year. And, uh, well, we can ask Chip Walters that at 10 o'clock. Yeah, stick around for the second hour. They are in spring practice. And um, we'll, get an Chip, update. we'll get an update on a lot of stuff that we need to ask Chip about. So hang with us. Appreciate you joining us. Absolutely. Uh, real quick, some conference honors in the TCCAA. Pretty big, uh, pretty big news over the weekend. Yeah, that was released. I guess um, during or following Saturday's championship games that we didn't attend because Columbia State wasn't playing. But, um, mm. Who won? Southwest Tennessee beat Cleveland State. I don't know what the score was. Well. I think that's got to bode well for C State's potential. No, no, they announced those. Oh, on Sunday. Yeah. Darn. Yeah, that's unfortunate. It is. But, but um, Diamond Cannon of the Lady Chargers was named Most Valuable Player in the West Division. So congratulations to the sophomore, um, the leading scorer in the conference and ninth in the country with a 19.7 points per game average, also averaged 9.3 rebounds per game. So, again, congratulations to Diamond Cannon, the MVP of the West Division for the Lady Chargers. Maya Bird, a first-team uh, performer. Naya Carruthers, named second team. On the men's side, Jamari Bostic was named first team for the second straight year. Chris Nix was a second-teamer, again, for the second straight year. And freshman guard, Amiron Joyce. AJ, they call him, second-teamer. And as I mentioned, the um, the 2014 bracket for the national tournament in Hutchinson, Kansas, was announced last night, and Columbia State was not in it. So their yeah. season is done. 
That is unfortunate. It is. It really is. Um, fourteen and three in a um, pandemic shortened season. Uh, two losses to Southwest. The second of which came in the tournament semifinals. So you hate it because again, this team won the twenty twenty tournament, earned a berth in the nationals. Didn't get to go because of the pandemic. Really hoping to get back. Ranked in the top 25 all season. Just came up a point short when it counted. Yeah. Lost to them twice by a grand total of two, two points. points. Two points. And they're in the tournament, and C-State isn't. There that's, you go. That's unfortunate. Yeah. All right, let's uh, – I guess we'll take a break. But first, we've got the Monday rundown. Is the rundown. This uh, Monday rundown is brought to you by our friends at Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org. Make sure to go check them out. They'll be happy to give you a tour back in back in school today, I assume. Uh, give them a call, 931-388-5731. That's 931-388-5731 or visit zioneagles.org. Take your tour today. In baseball action on Friday, Huntland defeated the Middle Tennessee Monarchs 9-5. Huntland then lost to Tullahoma 13-2. Tullahoma also defeated Sequatchie County 4-1. It was Centennial 5, Blackman 3, Coffee County 13, Grundy County nothing. Hickman County 16-6 over Cornersville. Santa Fe Blank Harpeth 9-0 in the Middle Tennessee Invitational. And Dixon County defeated Cross County rival Creekwood 8-3. Fairview was a 14-5 winner over McEwen. Siegel blanked Independence 3-0. It was Nolensville 11, Page 2. Uh, Ravenwood a 9-5 winner over Mount Juliet. Summit took down Columbia Central 9-2 and Forrest fell to Rockville 8-6. Brentwood defeated Overton 16-4. It was Spring Hill ruining Coach Lamb night down in Loretta (laughs) with a 10-5 win. Summertown defeated Lewis County 12-2. It was Columbia Academy 3, Union City nothing, and Christ Presbyterian Academy all over Eagleville 11-1. In softball action, Coffee County, couple of wins on Friday. They defeated Powell 7-6 and Grace Christian of Knoxville 11-0. Uh, it was Eagleville 12, Richland 2. Columbia Central fell to Marshall County 7-5, and Zion Christian defeated EGA 3-1. In action at the Raptor Classic Friday night out at Fly Park, Columbia Academy picked up a pair of victories, 2-1 over Hazel Green, Alabama, and 9-0 over Lebanon. Also, White House defeated Franklin, 1-0. Wilson Central defeated Franklin, 6-3. It was Westmoreland, 3, Ravenwood, 2. Brentwood Academy knocked off Brentwood High School, 10-3, and also Westmoreland defeated Brentwood, 4-3. It was Wilson Central, 9, Independence, 2 Summertown six, Independence one. Uh, Raven was a five. Ravenwood a five four win over Nashville Christian. Spring Hill blanked Hume Fog and won one to nothing, and then they defeated Cheatham County four to two. Hazel Green of Alabama defeated Summit five nothing, but Summit bounced back and got a three nothing win over Clarksville. Nolansville with a pair of wins in what was supposed to be pool play. They blanked Father Ryan four nothing and defeated Hume Fog seven to one. Summertown also defeated. White House 5-2 on Friday night. In boys' soccer action on Friday, Fayetteville edged Richland 1-0 and Independence blank Spring Hill 2-0. 
So a couple of Saturday games we had uh, in baseball action. Independence defeated Columbia Central 12-1, and Columbia Academy was a 5-3 winner over Donaldson Christian. In softball action over at Zion Christian, they got their tri-match in. Uh, Franklin Road Academy defeated Santa Fe 11-10. Zion Christian defeated Santa Fe 13-4. And then Zion Christian defeated Franklin Road Academy 13-4. In scheduled baseball action today, Cullioka travels to Richland for a 5 o'clock game. Also at 5 o'clock, Zion Christian hosts Grace Christian. Hampshire hosts Mount Pleasant. And Summit hosts Ravenwood. At 6.30, Columbia Academy travels to Middle Tennessee Christian. Spring Hill hosts Dixon County and Centennial hosts Summit. At 7 o'clock, Loretto travels to Summertown. Well, that should be fun. In softball action, Columbia Academy hosts Ardmore, Alabama at 5 o'clock. Summertown will host Hardin County at 5 o'clock. CPA will host Independence also at 5 also at 5 o'clock, it's McEwen at Santa Fe, Mount Pleasant at Lewis County, and Zion Christian travels to Cullioka. At 5.30, Columbia Central travels to Lawrence County. Loretto hosts Mars Hill out of Alabama. And at 6 o'clock, Richland travels to Collinwood. In boys' soccer, 6 p.m. first touch hits for both Cullioka at East Hickman and Richland at Wayne County. There you go. That is your Monday rundown brought to you by our friends at Zion Christian Academy. All right, when we return, we'll talk to Jason Kaiser, get an update on Jaron and all that are all that's going on with uh, their family. And I'm sure there's a lot of good things to talk about and a lot of uh, positives. So we'll hear about that again on the other side of the break. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Stick around. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Hello? Here's Mo and Chris. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. It is Monday and a beautiful Monday outside here on West 7th Street. No clouds to be found 
Although the wind is clearly blowing, either that or the ghost of somebody is on the front porch rocking in the rocking chair. <laughs> One of the two. If the chair is rocking, well, anyway. Yeah. It's supposed to get up to 77 Don't, today. Yeah, you ain't got a knock. Just come on in. We got microphones for you. Yep. Lines are open. <laughs> Lines are open. The The doors are open. Just come on in. <laughs> hang out. Have a seat. Uh, ATO Sports thought I was on vacation. He didn't listen. It's it's Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday. <laughs> um, beautiful day here. Beautiful day. So, a lot of positive things to talk about, including uh, some good news out of the Kaiser family front. So, on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline this morning, we're going to welcome in uh, father of Zion Christian Academy three-sport athlete, Jaron Kaiser. Jason is on the line with us. Jason, good morning. Welcome in. Good morning, gentlemen. It's good to be here. Hey, thanks for joining us, Jason. Um, so, Jaron got home this weekend and got home a little earlier than anticipated, from what I understand. Is that accurate? Yes, sir. They were thinking that uh, after the surgery that he had last Monday, we could go today, um, that he would at least be anywhere from 12 to 14 days in the hospital. But he actually got home seven days after. And uh, give a lot of credit to God, of course, and certainly his surgical staff and, and just his determination to get out of that hospital. I guess that's the best part about hospitals is leaving them. So he was ready to go. Oh, without question it is. Um, that's fantastic news. Um, also, what was supposed to require two surgeries wound up being addressed in one, although it was a fairly lengthy procedure, I guess. Yes, sir. He had seven fractures uh, in his face. He had both orbital bone floors were fractured. Then he had a Laporte number two fracture, which runs down each side of your nose. And then he had a fracture on each side of his mandible, which is the lower jaw, and then one in his chin. And they were thinking maybe they would do the upper part of his uh, jaw and then lower part in two different procedures. But Dr. Kevin Kelly at the Vanderbilt Children's Hospital decided to do it all in one. And they were able to do that. It took about 11 hours, though. And uh, but did a fantastic job, and he looks just like he did before the surgery. And we give a lot of credit to them for the the hard work and a very meticulous surgery. But we couldn't be any more pleased in how it turned out. Goodness, um, I'll tell you, I was actually there for the the collision, and you know the fact that it wasn't any worse than it was was amazing. I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm very confident uh, that the Lord had his hand on him. Uh, the doctor told us that there are three types of Laporte fractures, one, two, and three, three being the worst, and he, his was a two. That being said, though, he said more people die from the number two Laporte fracture. And he also said that when he saw him, the x-rays, he assumed that it was a car wreck and that it was like someone got thrown through the windshield. So uh, it was it was it was uh, it was a really bad one, of course. But uh, Jaron got up, walked to the car, walked to the ER, and we know that's a lot of grace and mercy uh, in that situation. I didn't get to see it. I saw him from behind, and I just assumed he hit the kid with his shoulder and flipped the kid over. Didn't know till I got there just how bad it was, and really didn't know until I got the X-rays that it was that bad. But but uh, thank the Lord, you know, it's just what 10, 11 days removed from that injury that he's he's back home today. It's just so ironic. Um, as I talked to John McDonald after the game, that was the first day that Jaron had caught 
at the high school level, caught the first game of that doubleheader and then caught the second game as well. And, mm-hmm. you know, to have something like that happen, you know, it was just odd. Yeah, it was. And we were only, what, maybe two outs away from the game being over. I mean, we were having a big, had a big weekend planned and, and he'd had a great game. I think he threw three or four guys out and, um, from the catcher's position and, and he just loved to play ball. You know, he could, I guess he could probably play any position really, but, uh, he wanted to give the catcher a break. He had caught a little bit in little league, but nothing, nothing major, but he's always loved catching. And like you said, he, he was going for the ball and just wanted to win the game. And uh, the other kid decided to go for it too. And, and uh, Jaron dove and got vertical. And it was one of those freak things that you never see in baseball hardly. And it just happened to happen to him. Of course, I was worried about his mentality afterwards. And I assured him, if he told me that he never wanted to pick up a baseball again, that'd be fine with me, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not going to put no pressure on you to get back out there. And he told the doctor, can I play this month? So he's ready to get back out there, but, but it's going to take some healing. But yeah, like you said, it was a, it was pretty, it's the worst collision I've ever seen on a baseball field. Oh, without question. And I tell you, I've been to a few baseball and softball games since then and kind of seen some similar scenarios and just cringed, just caught mm-hmm. myself cringing at, you know, the potential for a, a similar type collision there. Um, as Chris mentioned, Jaron's a multi-sport athlete, also played basketball and base and football, I'm sorry, for Zion Christian this past year. Um, I don't know if there's a good time to ask this question, and forgive me if this isn't it, but what are Jaron's football prospects at this point, medically speaking? Uh, well, Dr. Kelly said we're supposed to meet him in a couple weeks from today just for a checkup. And Jaron's wanting to play travel ball baseball in the mm-hmm. summer um that is up in the air the doctor said well let's let's wait and see on that but he said as far as the fall goes you're definitely clear to play football and jaron is uh raring to go and actually i read something about this type of injury believe it or not uh football it only happens like seven percent of the time baseball is the number one sport for this kind of injury 44 and a half percent of this injury and in, as far as sports goes happens on a baseball or softball field so anyway, as far as I can tell, there's no fear or, or trepidation about playing this fall. And he loves football and loves he loves collision. He loves hits. And so I think he's going to be right back out there. So we're looking forward to a good fall. Well, I, I medically cleared is one thing. Carrie cleared is something else. Yes, that is the truth. Yeah, she, uh, she we're, we, just yesterday he picked up a, a glove and wanting to throw, and she was not having it. So anyway uh, – <laughs> Not only he, but I also have to get Mama's permission, and I think she kind of outranks the doctor too. But she she knows that he loves ball, and she knows that you, if you don't get back on the horse, you'll never ride again. Mm-hmm. And he's got to get back on it if he wants to, and and he does. And so she's certainly going to defer to his his desire, and uh, and I, I'm quite confident that he'll be back on the on the, the gridiron this fall. Speaking on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with Jason Kaiser, father of. Zion Christian multi-sport athlete Jaron Kaiser. Um, the outpouring of support from the Zion Christian and the Columbia community, I'm sure at once surprised you and wasn't a surprise at all. Well, I I really thought we would get some cards and some, some phone calls and some texts and we're praying for you. Um, and we certainly got that. Uh, what I didn't expect was, like you said, the real 
overwhelming outpouring uh, of gifts and foods and monies and all kinds of things. Uh, Mr. McCollum, who's his guidance counselor, Coach Crossman, who's the assistant uh, varsity coach of baseball, drove up to Vanderbilt bringing bags of food and and gift cards and all kinds of things. And uh, and then all then just all the parents. Jaron's been going to Zion since he was three years old. He started in preschool, and so he's just he's grown up with not only the kids at school but also these teachers and faculty members of the administration. So. It really is, and it might be cliche, but it really is a family versus just a school. And um, and so they certainly rallied around him. And, of course, I know that if if it wasn't for the corona situation, then he'd had a lot of visitors as well, but they only let two people in. So, But they came as far as they could go and uh, did as much as they could do and more. And so it was tremendous, and it was, it was surprising. It was definitely a blessing and much needed. And I think Jaron saw uh, that, you know, he wasn't just another kid in a school, but that he was genuinely cared about. And and that's, to me, what school should be all about. Not just that, but it probably, you know, they they tell you all the time, just keeping your mental, keeping the mental aspect in a positive manner will help you heal faster. And I'm sure that had something to do with it. You're absolutely right. As a matter of fact, we were standing in the, in the pre-op waiting room, he's in the bed. The IVs are hooked up. The anesthesiologist talked to him. The doctors come in and giving us a brief summary. And they said, look, we're going to try to run the air tube down your uh, your throat because of the swelling and the fractures. We might have to do a tracheotomy. We might have to cut open your throat and go through there. So uh, me and mom kind of were aghast at that. You know, cause we, we didn't know that. We thought it was going to be a six-hour procedure and ended up being 11. And so we really... Well, afraid. I know my saying. And um, and as they were willing them out, Jaron turned to us and gave us each a fist bump and said, "Hey, relax." And so his mentality is through it all has been nothing but positive. He's never groaned, moaned, cried, gotten angry the whole time. We have, of course, we have. But he's just like, "Look, I'm going to get back out there. I'm going to be on the ball field. Do you think you can play when I get back to school? He's wanting to go back to school in a couple of weeks." And uh, he's been the very picture of positivity. We've not always been, at least when we get away from him, we'd break down in front of him. We tried to do that, but he, he's actually, he's been our inspiration really. And I, I, we try to be his, but he's really been ours. And so his, his strength of mind. And that's another surprising thing. I knew he was a good ball player. I knew he was a strong kid, but you never really know until you go through the Valley, how you're going to handle it. And he really has uh, impressed me with his attitude. Jason, we have all been impressed with the way that your family, the the school, and everyone has handled this situation, especially uh, Jaron. Just really inspirational for story for the rest of this community, and we appreciate uh, you telling us a little bit more about how things are going and giving us an update. Uh, we are super excited to hear that he is ready to get back on a ball field because uh, not seeing him on one would probably be a, a struggle for not only him, but you and this community. Yes, sir. Glad to do it. Now, I want to say um, also the opposing coach, mm-hmm. Brad uh, Weeks from Glencliff High School, their team really checked in on him all through this procedure, and they've got him a gift basket coming and gifts, and and also, and you 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 kind of expect a little bit from your team, and even though that was even unexpected, some of what they did, but for the opposing head coach and their team to also 
rally to his cause and invite him to one of their games when he's better and send him jerseys and, and all kinds of things. I, I do want to plug the Glenn Cliff coach oh. for the, uh, Mr. Brad uh, Weeks. He was phenomenal through it all as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Jason, thanks so much for joining us today. We really appreciate your time, and uh, we look forward to seeing Jaron back on the ball field soon. Thank you, gentlemen. Appreciate your time today. Thanks. That's Jason Kaiser, father of Jaron Kaiser, the athlete over at Zion Christian, and uh, who was recently injured and apparently feeling ready to go. Well on the road to recovery, and that's great to hear. Um, as Jason mentioned, um, Brad Weeks, the baseball coach at Glencliff, who's a fellow Franklinian, hmm. um, reached out to me a couple of times just trying to check check on Jaron as well. So um, the Glencliff community has had Jaron, you know, on their minds and in their hearts since this whole thing took place, and so that's that's been great to hear as well, as, as Jason said. So great to hear that. Absolutely. Jaron Kaiser is on the way back. Yes, yes, it is. All right, and we'll be on our way back right after this. We're going to talk uh, about the Raptor Classic and some baseball coming back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joints. Stick around. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao, Mo Patton here. And DJ Yazzie Yao on the controls over here. <laughs> I like that. Is uh, that copyright? No, nah, no. Nah, it's a, it's my, my Jazzy Jeff. Mm-hmm. Uh, persona yeah uh got nothing i always wanted a cool dj name then i realized that i'm not a cool dj so <laughs> just so there you dj go. pushes buttons <laughs> no somebody says spin that dj and i'm like beep, beep. <laughs> that's that's my spin <laughs> play the funky music that's what i do that's it I don't, I don't do anything crazy. I just play that funky music. And it's fun. Again, a beautiful day here. A beautiful day, not in the neighborhood, but in the neighborhood. And plenty of high school sports to go see today. So uh, get out and, and go watch some. Just trust us. Uh, there's plenty to be seen. And uh, I think you would be 
remiss if if you did not get out and see some high school sports because there's no there is very little better than just a, a nice spring day in Tennessee, as we have talked about. I, I don't know if you saw this. I know Teresa Walker said something on Twitter. She said she'd put April in Tennessee up against any time, anywhere. Sunday, April, yeah. Saturday, maybe not so much. I mean, well, you got to take you can what get you get. A, well, well, I mean, when you can get out and enjoy things, you know, like you said, that's fantastic. Yeah, that's Rain just kind of puts me in a funk. I don't like rain. I think it goes back to my days as a youth league coach and getting games rained out and that kind of thing. It's just kind of bleh. I can give you a rain out. <laughs> All right, Crash. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, my goodness, if, if it's 75, 77 today and you're not out of the ballpark, I don't know what you're doing with your life. There you go. That's all I can say. Yep. Plenty of options, as we announced, as we mentioned in the um, – in the rundown, in the opening segment, there's plenty to get out and go see. If you missed the rundown, check out the website earlier or later today. It'll have the full rundown on it, or you can go find the schedule. It's it's on there. Uh, you can get the schedule on our website. So, anyway, games on Saturday were rained out at the Raptor Classic and uh, in other places around the state, not at Zion Christian, where they played their three games. But uh, I think that was a deal where... Maybe it was easier to get one field ready than it was to get six fields ready. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. And, and we don't know what the rain was like at Zion. Heck, it may not have rained that much. It, I know there was that, that one Friday night shower that came through everywhere, but, I mean, for the most part, did it even ever rain at on Friday night? Not that. It hadn't rained when I left. You know, That's we felt wild. a little sprinkles before yeah. you left, but it never actually did everything. anything. Everything finished up as, without rain. As I was getting home, I saw a ton of lightning, but there was never any rain. Yeah, there, I never hit rain. There was lightning, and, and I think the umpires were ignoring it, or what? it just wasn't close enough. What, what, what? Uh, no. Man, somebody should really turn their flash off their camera. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe it just wasn't close enough. I yeah. don't know, but I, there there was lightning around. Well, if you but, can't hear it, yeah, and there was there was lightning, but there was no thunder. So there, there you go. go. Some of those games that 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 did take place on Friday night, though. Uh, big shout out to Cat Carter at Spring Hill. As I didn't realize the beginning of this year, because I guess missing last year I didn't really I'm sure she's improved quite a bit since uh, her sophomore season if she even pitched her sophomore season I don't know because I didn't get to see any of their games but this girl has been absolutely fantastic uh, throughout the entire year and on Friday was no different Uh, six innings in that first game gave up one hit no earned runs 18 strikeouts oh by the way she had a triple and scored the only run of the game (laughs) <laughs> so there you go hashtag high school stats <laughs> and 18 strikeouts and a triple scoring yeah. the only run yeah, yeah that's, that's that's usually how it goes yeah. uh in game two they defeated cheatham county four to two she pitched four innings gave up no earned runs uh struck out 11 Denasia wade had a home run shot of the cycle yeah, she had a single, a double, and a triple 
But again, only four innings had they been playing non-time constrained. Who knows? Denasia might have gone for it. Cat uh, had a, a single and an RBI. Callie Tuck had an RBI single. Nicolette Harper and Marissa Ellis each singled as well in that one. Um, so, yeah. there. Maybe this will be what that group needed. You know, just a little, in terms of a little confidence yeah. boost to get back into them well, eleven AAA and and make some sort of a run because that district is so so competitive. Yeah, yeah and for, they've they've got you know with with a cat Carter in the circle they can they can compete with anybody in that district. Yeah, the, I think um, you saw that though with. The, the Brentwood score and, and Summit score. I mean, she can keep other teams from scoring as long as, you know. Her team can score. As long as her team can score, they got a chance. Yeah. So, anyway. Uh, some other games that we caught. Uh, the Independence-Wilson Central game. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to hesitate, but I also don't want to hesitate because in the final inning of that game, uh, Mo Brown, Ryan Brown, and somebody else. I don't remember who it was. I think it was number 19. I'm just not sure. I'm not sure. Whoever it was, those three girls in a row just absolutely smashed the softball. And they each ended up with, with extra base hits. There was nothing, you know, they, they all reached base on extra base hits and scored a couple runs, but I'm not sure that all three of those wouldn't have been home runs if the ball that was being used by their opposition um, wasn't a dud. So apparently, under pandemic guidelines, defenses are playing with their ball. Right, you take your ball back. So the pitcher... Or or the coach of, of the team on defense gets to dictate what ball you're using. That's correct. And so the ball I tell you what, the ball that Ryan Brown hit in Independence's second game, and I can't remember who it was against, but it was for a home run, certainly did not sound like the ball that she hit in the Wilson Central game. That's correct. Um very frustrating. Yeah. I mean. Because there was no reason for that. Um, I guess it was Summertown that um, Independence played in that second game. But. I mean. I, 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 the ball in, the, in, in that Wilson Central game sounded like. Dun, and the ball in every other game sounded like. Crack. Dink. Uh-huh. Or. Yeah. Yeah. You could tell a difference. And normally I would just be like, well, you know, maybe they didn't know. Let me tell you how I know they knew. Because <laughs> Mo Brown hits a foul ball and it goes outside the fence. Did you say who they who they were playing? I guess you did. Wilson Central. Uh, I one of us anyway. Mm-hmm. So Wilson Central's dugout has four softballs sitting, sitting next there. to the door. Of the dugout. And do they throw one in? Nope. No. They waited for 
for that ball to the come back foul in. ball to come back into play in order to uh, use it. So anyway, I, I don't I don't know that it would have mattered in the grand scheme, but it's not a good look. It's not, and it was in it, a weekend it, tournament. We're doing this. Why? So, anyway, for those of you playing Wilson Central, you might want to check their softballs. <laughs> um, Summertown and Columbia, uh, Columbia Academy each go undefeated in pool play. Summertown with that 6-1 win over Independence and then defeated White House 5-2. Um, Jenna Brazier's back. That's big news. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, playing third base. I think the game against White House may have been her first game back um, from rib slash back issues sustained during basketball season and um, aggravated during the state tournament semifinals. So, Yeah, absolutely. Um, glad that she's back. You know, you get a little – Get a little rib, broken rib action, and it can be tough. But softball, hopefully it's not a collision sport. <laughs> Who knows? Although, we've seen some. Yeah. Um, no. CA 23-2 and two coming into this week. That's incredible. So. Let's uh, take a break. What do you say? Well, uh, seems like we have one. <laughs> seems like we got we got one coming up. Yeah. Um, when we come back, it's Chip Walters and um, a lot more. Braves, Tennessee State, all that coming up on uh, Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. So we'd appreciate it if you would just uh, stick around. All right. So, yeah, we'll be right back. <laughs> 